Whether you're working a corporate job, side hustling, or building a business, Working Girl Talk is the podcast and community for women who work. I'm your host, Abby Zufel, and I'm here to help you feel confident walking into the workday and to help you get excited about your career. Now, let's talk. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you're having a lovely day. We have so much news to get through today. We are just going to dive right in because we have not done news in a while. So today is jam-packed. So let's dive into some headlines. Then we will get into some mindset shifts for goal setting, which I'm really excited about. It's a little short and sweet of the content, but I think it'll be really impactful. Let's dive into some headlines. First and foremost, this is the most important story that you will hear today. I tried the BTS meal at McDonald's. Yes, it is true. But there is actually a lot of news around this. So Business Insider reports this week that the McDonald's collaboration with BTS, the Korean band that has dropped, given us, not dropped so many hits, has given us so many great hits. This meal has been a huge success, and now the chain is releasing two new merch lines. And if you are following this whole situation, you probably already knew that, but just in case. So McDonald's has partnered with BTS on this signature promotion in 49 countries, and it launched May 26th. You may have already had the BTS meal. If you haven't, go do it because it ends very, very soon in just a few days. So May 26th in the U.S. and restaurant visits visits have shot up following the launch to the highest numbers of 2021 so far, according to a report from Gordon Haskett Research Advisors. So this collab is definitely working. And in response to the success, McDonald's has announced two new collections of merch, the Saucy Collection featuring drawings from BTS members and the Melting Collection inspired by the band's hit song, Butter. Yes, it's cute. And yes, I am very tempted. So please, somebody stop me. We've talked about these collaborations before. They've done this with Travis Scott and with Jay Balvin, and it really is always successful for them. And it is so genius. I actually did a reel about my BTS meal experience on my personal Instagram page. Go check it out at Abby Zufelt, shameless plug, and about my experience and showed off the meal and stuff. But these are just so ingenious. In my caption, I wrote uh, some marketing insights about why these are so smart. It's creating this hype about existing things on the menu. I went to McDonald's for the BTS meal and I got chicken nuggets, which is something like I've had them before, nothing special. And, but they did release two new sauces with it. So it felt a little special and you got the BTS bag. So it was a whole experience and I have no regrets, but it's so smart on McDonald's part because it's really just rearranging existing items, which low cost, but you're getting the hype. Also with these, it's pretty interesting, even on this Business Insider article talking about the new merch, the picture they showed of the meal is the one that's not in the US. So there's like a lot of drama around this. When you get the meal at McDonald's in the US, it's the normal package packaging. The only thing that's different is you get the bag with the BTS logo on it, but the chicken McNuggets come in the same yellow, red, 
box. Whereas in other countries, if you look at pictures, it's purple boxes. So I was reading through the McDonald's comments and a lot of people are very upset because they were expecting purple boxes, which leads me to McDonald's is not the only one cashing in on this. Fans are reselling BTS branded paper bags, cups, sauces, the boxes on eBay for multiple times the cost of the original order. Palmer Hash reported for Insider. So there we go. People are making money too. <laughs> the whole thing is quite the phenomenon. The sauces are very, very good. I definitely liked the sweet chili sauce. If you go get the meal, make sure to try the sweet chili sauce. And enough of that, even though I could probably go on forever. Next headline, The Verge reports that Google is heading into the physical retail waters with its first store opening up this week, located underneath its offices in the Chelsea neighborhood in New York. It will primarily feature Google's own hardware products, including the Pixel phone, Nest Smart Home gadgets, Fitbits, and other devices. There will also be a selection of third-party accessories and Google-branded swag like shirts and hats end quote. My take on this, everyone is kind of saying that this is a call to compete with Apple. Like that's what they're trying to attempt here. How they had those Microsoft stores, which I didn't realize when I was reading this Microsoft stores, all of those shut down in the pandemic, uh, but they're trying to get that experience, I guess. And the pictures and videos of the space look super nice. It looks very cool. They haven't said anything about opening more, though I'm sure that this is just a test to see how it'll go. I think it'd be cool to see it once, but I don't know if I would actually be a frequent shopper to go there. I, I'm curious how packed it will be in the long term. If they did some sort of genius bar type thing for Google products, I feel like that would be something that would bring people there long term. So we'll see. I'm sure it'll be successful. I'm just not too excited about this for some reason. Maybe it's because I just don't think I would ever really go. If they offered some sort of like, hey, we're going to do a workshop at the Google store for search or ads seo something like that i feel like that would be pretty cool which who knows maybe one day that would be on the docket next headline from bloomberg zuckerberg's approval may be going down with facebook employees from bloomberg mark zuckerberg's approval among some facebook inc employees has slipped removing him from Glassdoor's ranking of the top 100 CEOs. This is a list he has been on annually since 2013. Glassdoor, which offers salary insights, reviews, I'm sure you've been on the website, but they offer different insights into companies. So if you're thinking of working somewhere, you can go check it out. The surveys were taken by more than 700 Facebook employees between May 2020 and May 2021. And it declined particularly in the last months of 2020 and early this year. Zuckerberg still managed to get a rating of 88%, which is higher than the average that Bloomberg says, which is 73% approval for CEOs generally, but that wasn't enough to make the top 100 list. And they also reported that when Zuckerberg first made the list in 2013, he was ranked number one with 99% approval. My take. He's not on the 100, but 88% isn't too bad, actually. That's a B plus, right? I'm not too surprised on the slip, though. Facebook seems to be making everybody mad at some point. And Mark Zuckerberg also isn't just a founder CEO. He's not the average. I in the sense that we hear about him, we see him a lot. He's very exposed. I mean, even the movie, The Social Network, like he has a lot more exposure, which means there's definitely more things to criticize and Facebook seems to always be in some sort of drama. So just for fun, I compared Mark Zuckerberg to Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft, who made the top 100 list this year. 
in Google Trends. So I compared their names in Google Trends, which lets you see like popular searches just to see kind of like what's popular, what people are searching for. And I looked at the past year and the difference was wild. So Zuckerberg is almost more than like 50 times more like higher in search in in some cases like even way more than that um but the Nadella so I just feel like there's an exposure thing here he's a lot more out there and a lot more like which means you're just open to more criticism and again like Facebook always seems to be in some sort of drama whatever side you're on whoever you are somebody doesn't like Facebook for some reason so I think that's probably why but 88% is really not that bad and I also link to the Google Trends chart linking that in show notes if you want to look at it because the difference is astonishing next headline I found this in the fortune worksheet email blast that they send out and it's super interesting they did some surveys on workers and the thoughts about returning to the office and all of that stuff so kind of like a state of where workers are at right now. The Future Forum Pulse recently surveyed more than 10,000 knowledge workers around the world and found some interesting points. Here we go. Here's some of the stats they found. 76% want some form of flexibility where they work, while 93% want flexibility when they work. Flexibility, and this is from the Future Forum, flexibility is now a core benefit. It ranks second only to compensation among factors that employees value in their jobs, with more than half, 56%, of employees globally who would be open to a new opportunity in the coming future. So companies that offer flexibility have a competitive advantage in attracting and retaining top diverse talent. And I just found these insights super interesting. I think these shifts are just going to be more and more apparent now that we're kind of getting back. You know that, okay, I still have my job or I, I, I have a job. Like now I can kind of, now that I've reset over the past year and figured out what's important to me, do I need to make a shift? Like what really is important to me? And I think it's very telling that flexibility is now second only to compensation according to this survey but I'm sure that is pretty reflective actually of what's going on and if you want to dive more into this I talk about like the future of work and what's happening right now in episode 102 so definitely go back to episodes check that one out if you are interested in hearing more about this as I see more info I'll always sprinkle it in because I think it's super interesting and just stuff to know. I mean, those are options. Like those are things that people are thinking about. So whether you work for somebody or you own the business, that's what employees are looking for. And that if you want that, you're not alone. Other people want that too. So always good to know. And I told you we had lots of headlines, right? So next headline from Market Watch, which was reported by almost everybody. Alex Cooper of Call Her Daddy is moving over to Spotify. So Spotify has officially purchased another podcast, the wildly popular Call Her Daddy, and it will be moving to Spotify in an exclusive deal worth $60 million, according to Variety. So Spotify has signed many exclusive podcast deals in the recent years, and it's really trying to up that subscriber base and really be a home for podcasts. And those deals include agreements with The Ringer, Joe Rogan, and Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's Archwell Audio. So definitely has been happening a lot. And I was very shocked to see this because we had all the drama with Call Her Daddy last year with Sophia and Alex fighting and well, not fighting. I don't really want to speak for them, but there was just a lot of drama around that and go watch their YouTube videos and go research that for yourself if you don't know what I'm talking about. So Alex has been at Barstool and I thought that was going to be like end game. 
when opportunity knocks. So pretty cool. I think that's pretty exciting that Spotify is really diving into podcasts and I'm just curious to see what happens next. And they actually had a chart to show the cost of each of these acquisitions. MarketWatch did and they got the data from a few different sources like Variety, Wall Street Journal, and ITV, but they kind of showed the differences in prices on what these deals were worth, and I am going to share the worths of the other one. So Spotify is spending millions on exclusive podcast deals, that's what this chart is called, and it says $196 million on The Ringer, $100 million on Joe Rogan, $60 million on Call Her Daddy, $25 million on Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. I just thought that was interesting to hear the comparisons. Also, to see the big difference in The Ringer versus Joe Rogan, I thought Joe Rogan was the highest. For some Somehow, I missed The Ringer whole acquisition. So that one seems to be the highest so far as far as like the deal worth for Spotify goes. Very interesting and good for Alex. And those are it for our headlines today. I hope you learned something new. And as always, I just want to make sure you're educated and feeling confident walking into the workday and impress your coworkers and your boss with some newfound knowledge that you may not have had. It's like, oh yeah, I knew about that. I knew about the $60 million deal with Spotify. I want to dive into our topic this week. So I saw a quote on Pinterest that went something like, yesterday you said tomorrow. A little siren goes off every time I read that. Like, oh man, I need to do something. Am I really doing things that I promised myself I would do? Am I taking steps to where I want to go? Well, I also looked at the calendar and I noticed that we are officially halfway through the year too. I know, time flies. As we discussed in January, some people don't do New Year's resolutions. Some people do. Some people do yearly goals or just quarterly goals or just general goals, all of that. I like to say yearly goals, but also goals just in general that can be more long-term. No matter what your stance is on that, because there are a lot of different ways to do it, I thought right now would be a perfect time to have a little check, a little check-in, a little reset. So we're going over three reset questions to check in with yourself because personal goals don't have expiration dates. So make sure to bookmark this episode or save the link to listen to when you need to check in on yourself, reset your goals and realign yourself in the future too. Here we go. Three reset questions. First up... Goals can be very forward thinking, which is great, but we also need to acknowledge the past. Before we get to assessing the future, I want you to take a minute to acknowledge where you're at. There's a quote that says, remember what you wanted, what you currently have. Embrace that. Every time I see that, I'm like, oh, wow. So celebrate your progress. One small step is still a step in the right direction. So I want you to get out a notebook or open up the notes on your phone or a doc on your computer or even just some mental notes and write down three things you're proud of that you accomplished this year or in the quarter, the week, whatever this time frame is that you're looking at here. This is very personal to you. So three things that you're proud of that you've done that you've accomplished and don't say you think can't think of any. Yes, if you have like a really strategic goal plan, you can probably tie back actions directly to goals. But no matter who you are and what your personality is, you have made strides and progress that have that you may not even realize are helping you reach your goals. So maybe it's I now wake up 30 minutes earlier than I did a few months ago. I'm going outside more. I finished the website I was working on. I finished that project at work, whatever it may be. So take a moment, write these down. One, to remember to accomplish something big. It takes a million little steps along the way, but also to celebrate these moments and 
really acknowledge how far you've come. Like even within just a few months in, in this year, like you've already done so much. Moving on to number two, am I doing what I'm supposed to do to actually move the needle? I find myself getting stuck in the small things sometimes that really don't contribute to the bigger goal or bigger mission of what I'm trying to do. Like sometimes I spend forever, like hours and hours working on like an Instagram quote from an episode and it was probably fine just the way it was, but I spent hours tweaking because I like love design, but it's like, is that quote really, really going to move the needle for me? Is there something else I could be working on hours and hours on? Like, yes, you want to do things right and make them look professional, but do you really need to spend the extra two hours because you didn't, you wanted to move the letters around? So just things like that, that are, maybe it's a time waster, or maybe it's a task that really drives you up the wall or even a mental block you have that you need to remove from your mind. So next on your list I want you to write down one thing that isn't serving you. So one of these things I just said, a time waster, a task that just you don't like, or a mental block that's preventing you from moving forward, whatever that thing is for you, you may not like it for a reason. So take some time to think about what that is. Is it something that really moves the needle needle anyway? If not, delete it. If so, what can you do to make it better, more enjoyable, or is there a way to offload it from your plate? The reason why I added this section to our list is because I know that sometimes goals are easier to accomplish on the path of least resistance. So anything that's bogging you down may prevent you from taking any action at all. And we don't want that. So write down one thing that maybe isn't moving the needle for you and how, think about how you can offload it, make it better, or think about if you really even need to be doing it. Next one, our third and final one for our check-in. Ask yourself, what do I want to have completed by the end of the year? And or what do I want to be a part of my life by the end of the year? Or whatever time frame you're working in here. The reason why these are two different questions is because a goal may be a one and done item, like you just complete it. Or it can be something ongoing, like a health goal where it's something you have to continually work at. So two different ways to kind of frame that question, but I want you to get into that mindset of that forward thinking. So now we've done past, present, now we're kind of getting into that future. And I want you to write down two to three different actions that you want and can take in the next few months to help you get to where you want to be. So just two to three things that you can actually do and accomplish in the next three months and things you can actually do, not just something like get a million followers. It's like, oh, well, what's the action to do that? What I'm going to write down would be create 30 videos a month, whatever the situation may be. Anyway, just an example. So things you can actually do to get to where you want to be, to move the needle. And I think that's something to keep in mind too, like don't make this turn into a number two, something that actually doesn't move the needle and something that will end up bogging you down. What will actually help you accomplish your big picture goals? So those are my three questions to be thinking about and I hope writing them down helped you. If not, you can do some mental notes right now and just check in with yourself, check in with your goals, your progress, where you wanna be at, whether it's in your personal life, your health, your relationships, your career, your job, any of those aspects, these things could apply to. So I hope that is a good reset, a refresh for you. Make sure to celebrate where you're at because I think sometimes we get so excited about the future that we forget to enjoy the now and enjoy what we've already had. We have about six months left of 2021. Let's do this. And last but not least, Friday favorite. Every Friday I share something I liked that week, something that I enjoyed that I want to share with you. 
honestly, it really was the BTS McDonald's meal. That really brought some joy into my life. So if you're a McDonald's person, go check it out. Even if you're not, go watch my Instagram reel because you can feel the experience that way. But it was definitely a treat and I loved the sweet chili sauce. So 100% recommend that. Hopefully McDonald's keeps that on the menu. Thank you so much for listening to Working Girl Talk. If anything resonated with you today, make sure to share the link with a friend or a coworker who needs to hear it. Subscribe to the show to make sure you never miss out on an episode. Dive into some of our past episodes that you may have missed and there is so much more to come. Thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful work day. I will talk to you next week. Oh,